WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, have some lunch on ESPN 981 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. Hello and welcome into a Tuesday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Jason producing today as he produced Inside the Huddle. And we got a good show. I've had a good day today after having Coach and Shane here. Gator Athletic Director Scott Strickland is live here in studio. Uh, he'll only be with us for about a little more than a half an hour today. He's got a meeting to go to, but he was gracious enough to come up. So if you have a question or a comment for him, you can call us 392-8255. After that, outgoing University of Florida President Kent Fox will be here. So we got a good program planned for you today. Scott, welcome. It's good to have you here. Uh, well, cross-country, soccer, volleyball, football. The Gator Athletic Year is officially underway. That's, that's our fall, right? Yeah. And, uh, and then, we, as we know, we roll into everything else come November and uh, have all the overlap, and it's great and it's fun, and uh, so glad it's getting started. You know, we got a chance to see the new facility. Uh, it's amazing, and, and Chip Howard and company deserve a lot of credit, you know, for getting that done. Um, is it, you know, I still go by there and just think, Wow, it's amazing what that's done. What what has that facility done for the football program? Well, for football, uh, it's you, you know when you know when you move into a, a new place. I mean, just there's everything's you know kind of thoughtful and put together and really nice. You tend to take care of it a little bit more. You have a little more pride, and I think it affects your attitude. I I, I think you're going to see that with the football team. It's just uh, you're you know they've been handed those athletes been have been provided a. a something they never had before. And uh, Coach Napier, as I, I know you've heard, you know, he'll, he'll point out all the, the ways it increases efficiency. You know, we talked about walking to the practice field, now it's right out the back door. But it's not just, and that's the most dramatic example, but there's so many others within the facility of how things tie together and, and the flow is so much easier. But beyond football, it, um, you know, all 21 sports are benefiting. I was just over there um, and just watching all the various student athletes. You know, we're feeding about 400 student athletes, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And um, it, it's, it's kind of become the, the living room for the UAA and for our student athletes, which is really cool to see. It is. Uh, you know, the, the, the basketball team in there with the baseball guys and the golfers and the football team and the gymnast. And, uh, you know, it's just and, – and they're just <laughs> – we always talk about how cool it is to see, you know, All-Americans and gold medalists and national champions uh, in, in their you know, natural element as a Gator – as a University of Florida student athlete – um, and then they get a chance to intermingle, and you see that connection, and that to me is really special. It is. Let's get a call for you, uh, Daryl. Welcome. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Hey, Scott. Thank you for everything you do for the Gator Athletic Program, and the times I've met you, thank you for being so gracious. Oh, thank you, Daryl. Hey, Scott. Uh, you know, I've been a season ticket holder in football for thirty-six years, and uh, the only complaint I have is it's just an age thing, I guess. Getting older. We're cramped in like sardines, and I know there's been talk in the future maybe of reducing the uh, seating capacity in the swamp. And I do uh, rent the chair back seats, you know, the cushion was to have a little bit more comfort. But is there any kind of ballpark figure how many seats would be taken out, you know, to reduce the capacity to make it more comfortable for the fans? Yeah, Daryl, you know, that 
there's really not a uh, we're, we're we're in the middle of a really intense kind of second phase of studying what should be done there um, we went through one phase and we got us gave us a pretty good idea but we needed more information and so we've we're, we're still you know uh, a few months away from wrapping this up and I think when we're done with this part of it we're gonna have a real clear idea of what that plan should be so I you know when I've made the comment in the, in the past we may need to reduce seat count that's not a that's not in stone there's a chance we may renovate this thing and and not have to take out much in the way of, of actual seats but to your point um, the the goal would be to make provide more comfort to fans right so people and you're you know like you're talking about uh, we everybody is crammed in there in the lower bowl um, how can we make that a more comfortable experience um, how can we provide more ADA accessibility and you know uh, better concourses and concessions and, and better traffic flow and then uh, just flow within the uh, stadium not traffic flow but uh, pedestrian flow within the stadium and then uh, you know modernize the stadium with <clears throat> newer bigger video boards and sound system and lights and all that stuff that uh, you know extends the the, the lifespan of, of that awesome stadium for several more generations that's that's going to be the goal but what you're talking about is is uh, it's that's more of a conversation around how do we make this a better experience for our fans than it is getting to a particular seat count number okay scott i'll be there saturday night can't wait daryl daryl thanks appreciate your call let's bring bradley to the show hi bradley what's up guys so scott are you ready for the billy napier to get on their way this saturday against utah absolutely bradley are you ready yes sir many fans are ready let me tell you, Thank can I share you. something with you, Bradley, before you ask your question? I think this is interesting. So we all have the, the digital ticketing, you know, where you put your ticket on your phone, and we ask people to load it on your phone before you show up so you don't have to worry about, you know, slow cell service or Wi-Fi or whatever. Um, my ticket office told us this morning, 70% of our Gator stu- uh, season ticket holders, 70%, it's Tuesday, it's noon on Tuesday, 7% have already downloaded their tickets onto their phone. So we wow. know that from the, the, the app we have. Yeah. So, Bradley, yeah. hope you've downloaded your tickets because if you've downloaded yeah. your tickets, that shows you really are ready to go. <laughs> yes, sir. That's great. Uh, thank you all. Okay, Bradley, thank you. Again, uh, Scott Strickland here. He'll be here until just before 1245 because he has a meeting to go to. So if you have a question or a comment for him, 392-8255. Scott, I, look, we, we all know, and I don't want to dwell on this, but – NIL has changed things. There's the Gator Collective. Has there really been time to sort of breathe and, you know, gather and, and, and what you do with all of that? Or is this still in the, you know, phase of trying to find out exactly how everything fits? I think it's probably a mix of both, to be <laughs> honest with you. Uh, no one has got this area figured out. Um, we, our student-athletes have a lot of robust opportunities in the NIL space. Uh, but we're continuing to work really hard to, to make those even better and, and communicate to people how it can be done uh, w- you know, the right way by following both the state law and the NCAA guidelines. Um, we're not using it in recruiting. Our, our coaches aren't using it in recruiting. The collectives that, that uh, we have great relationship with, the collectives that have been formed to support the Gator student-athletes, um, they're not using it in recruiting. But by helping our current athletes, that sends a pretty strong message in the recruiting space. And so that's how it can be uh, a benefit to, to future Gator athletes is, th- is by making sure we're, our current athletes have really good opportunities. But it continues to, um, to be something we're, we're trying to figure out. It's, you know, we've <laughs> the college athletics went, you know, over 100 years with one model. And with the flip of a switch, 
14 months ago that changed and and that's just we're going to that's going to continue to be an evolving process to kind of learn what we're doing there let's get a call for you scott uh lee welcome hey hey good evening good afternoon how y'all doing good i got a question for mr i got a question for mr Strickland. i'm gonna take it off the air um a lot of these uh stadiums now they're doing these little light shows or whatever um is that something that florida's going to be doing in the future and i'm gonna take it off the air Thanks. okay thank you thanks lee i appreciate the question um you know, whenever we renovate and and do you know the uh, substantial work to the swamp, my guess is we're gonna we're gonna incorporate what uh, the the light shows and the new video boards and everything at that time. If we were to go and do it right now, it's about a two point three million dollar uh, wow. cost wow. to go do that. I would have never thought it was that much. Two point three million, and wow. um, uh, and just for perspective's sake, you know, UAA this year we added about that much to our budget. For the new dining hall costs for what i was just talking about for supporting our student athletes and and uh their nutrition needs uh we also added about that same amount to our budget this year because we expanded uh charter opportunities for all of our sport teams to help them reduce the wear and tear on their bodies through travel we're providing more charters for our student athletes uh and their and their broadcasters you're like that <laughs> thank <safe>. you yes <laughs> um but that's that's a you know again those are those are student athlete uh welfare kind of issues that um uh, you know the lights are nice they're kind of nice to have we felt like these others were more important more priorities right now uh, but whenever uh, you know whenever the the stadium is done this this project on the stadium is not going to be a band-aid it is going to be a uh, a significant reimagining of the swamp that we believe will retain our goal is to retain the iconic nature of it but to really make it an, an updated facility okay twelve fourteen time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry more with Scott Strickland here. He's here live in studio. Got a question for him. Call us up. Ask him. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Bennett Solomon. The 13th-ranked Gators volleyball team faces off against the 12th-ranked Stanford Cardinal tonight. Coming off an impressive 3-0 weekend in the Gator Invitational, the team looks to earn their first top 25 win of the season. Coverage of tonight's game starts right here at 645. In NFL news, former Gator defensive back Chauncey Garner-Johnson has been traded from the New Orleans Saints to the Philadelphia Eagles. In return, the Saints are receiving two late round draft picks. In Major League Baseball, Tampa Bay Rays ace Shane McClanahan takes the mound tonight against the Miami Marlins for the first of the two-game series. The Rays will look to get back on track after losing two out of three games to the Boston Red Sox over the weekend. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Bennett Solomon. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. I want to tell you about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palaka, ladies and gentlemen. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes, and it's sustained by your donations of vehicles, either cars, trucks, boats, RVs, basically any kind of vehicle. The donations are tax-deductible, and they go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills. And the reason that is because they take these vehicles and they repair them themselves and then they resell them. So it is certainly a win-win situation. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years and now they could really use your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Your generosity will do a whole lot of good. To find out more, Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and you'll learn more. Okay, Jimmy, I want to read you a quote. This is a pitcher, Steve Klein, <laughs> after a rookie hit a home run off him. 
and then flipped his bat. Steve Klein said, end quote, that's little league. I got every stitch of that ball. Hey everyone, I'm Ron Darling. And I'm Jimmy Rollins. Check out Unwritten, Odyssey and Major League Baseball. New episodes start May 18th and drop every week throughout the Major League season. Find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Steve Russell telling you about my friends at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries, where better ingredients make better meals. You love the great food like the classic burger, their great salads, and their 100% all-natural chicken burger. And now, back in season, the Key Lime Milkshake to add to their already great flavors. And don't forget, Dick Mondell's looking for new team members, looking for competitive pay, flexible hours, and paid vacations for serious service-oriented workers. Come build the freshest burgers in town by contacting jobs at Dick Mondell's Dot com. Oh yeah, you can feel it. The hot Florida summer's upon us. And where do you feel it the worst? Well, in your vehicle, of course, unless you can reach over and dial in an icy blast of AC. If the air conditioning in your car isn't keeping you cool, take a ride and visit my friends at Dave Mays Automotive. And of course, AC isn't all they do. They can take care of your whole car, from brakes, tires, even engines and transmission work. And my favorite part is their honesty and work ethic. After all, there's a reason they've been in business since 1975. Take it from me, Steve Russell, there's no place else I trust my vehicle to. Located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Football season is almost here. Time to let Electronics World upgrade your home entertainment so you can enjoy all the big games this fall. Hi, this is Tom Collette. Score big with a new Sony 4K Ultra HD TV or a custom-designed, professionally installed home theater from Electronics World. The winning team at EW can put you right on the 50-yard line in your own home. Come visit us today and see for yourself. Just off Newberry Road, west of I-75 near TJ Maxx or online at electronicsworld.net. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Gator fans, make a fashion statement this season from a huge selection of shirts, jackets, backpacks, hats, and hundreds of other Gator Gear products at the UF Bookstore on campus at the Wrights Union. Gator Gear is among the most fashionable gear you can have. Choose from hundreds of orange and blue designs, plus the largest selection of new Jordan sideline apparel and Nike collections. In school or out of school, the UF Bookstore is the place to gear up for game day. Wear the orange and blue to every game, indoors or outdoors. Get yours at the UF Bookstore. Go Gators! And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Our guest on Sports Scene here live in studio is the Florida Athletic Director, Scott Strickland. He's here for another 20 minutes or so. Still time to give him a call, and Jeff's going to do that now. Hi, Jeff. Hey, Steve. Uh... Uh, on the uh, Utah fan message boards, they're calling this uh, 
the, the biggest or greatest road game in the history of Utah football. And they're claiming that they uh, have already bought uh, twelve to 15,000 tickets and, uh, and are already starting to arrive in Hogtown for the game. Um, my question to Scott would be, uh, what is our, our current allocation to visiting teams? Um, and because um, I know that you know, with the advent of big screen TVs, people don't travel as much anymore. But it sure seems like Utah is excited about it. Yeah, um, you know, Jeff, you, not everything on a message board may not be true. I know that's that's breaking news here. But uh, um, <laughs> Utah got forty five hundred tickets from from UF, so that was the allotment that they received. And as far as I know, they sold all of those. That's actually probably a pretty large allotment to, to answer your, you know, the, the point of your question there. Um, it wasn't in the past un- uncommon for a Tennessee or an FSU to bring 7,000 fans. That doesn't happen anymore. They probably are more around 3,000 in a typical year. Uh, Alabama brought seven, I think, last year. Uh, Auburn two years ago. But that, you know, those teams haven't been here in a long time. So 4,500 is a really good uh, visiting road crowd. And uh, my sense is that, um, you know, the oper- just like when we go to Salt Lake City next year, my guess is we're going to take a lot of Gators out there and, and uh, there'll be a lot of orange and blue out, out at, uh, at that road game. Those are, you know, it's a unique once-in-a-lifetime kind of deal and excited to have their fans here. And hopefully uh, we have a lot of Gator fans here too to make sure it's a great home field advantage. Well, I guess so. Uh, if, if Utah really brings 12000 they would have had to buy – uh, tickets off the internet, uh, and so they'd be scattered and not be able to uh, create much noise. That's my guess. Yes. Thank you so much, Scott. Okay, thank you, Jeff. Jeff, thank you. And again, you want to talk to Scott three nine two eight two five five. How is that allotment? I, I'm curious. How is that allotment determined? Is it is it team by team? Is it a league? How does that work? Yeah, it's usually uh, team by team. Uh, schools agree. Uh, you know, how, how many do you think you need? This how many I think we can give you? This how many I think we'll need? You know, so it's just part of the negotiations. Um, okay, some some uh, twenty thousand foot questions here for you. A lot has been made of expansion. Uh, I personally don't think that's over. I know what Greg Sankey has said, Scott. But with Oklahoma and Texas coming in, do you think there will be further expansion? For where we are right now, I do not think there'll be further SEC expansion. Um, you know, when Texas and OU join, that's a, a really significant 16-team league. It's going to be, you know, it's already the, the best in college football, and you've added two really strong members with, with those two. Um, those two, I think, make us uh, better. You know, I think taking a league like the SEC, which is the best not just in football, across the board in so many sports, and you add Texas and OU, you can make a real argument that those two sport, those two teams, programs, um, you know, they, they're, they're value added to the league. You start looking beyond that. Who is out there that could bring value and add value to the SEC? And you, it's kind of hard to see that. Not just, and I'm not just talking about competitive value. I'm also talking about the financial value that, whether it's, uh, uh, you know, TV markets and all that kind of stuff. Um, now, the, the ones you start thinking about that might bring value are, are pretty ensconced in, in their own situation currently. Um, or, and, you know, let's throw Notre Dame out there. Everybody likes to talk about Notre Dame. Um, 
I, I think there's a lot of conferences that would be really happy to see Notre Dame join their league. Notre Dame seems really happy to be an independent. I don't expect that to happen anytime soon. So um, if Notre Dame called Greg Sankey and said, hey, we'd like to talk to you about joining the SEC, we'd probably have that conversation. Uh-huh. And I don't think that's going to happen, which is why I, I go back to the initial answer I gave you. I don't think we'll see anything uh, imminent in that area. Okay. Let's get a call for you here from the total package. What's up? Hey, Scott. How you doing? Great. How are you? I'm fine, sir. Um, I've got a kind of an easy and a hard question for you, if you will. Um, so, without stating the obvious, what are you most excited about our new football coach and our new basketball coach? Um, I'm, that's a great question. There's a lot of attributes I could point to there. I'm, and, and this is not probably going to resonate with, with uh, fans because – it's, it's not a direct correlation of winning and losing, but I'm, I'm really excited about the kind of people they are. And I'll add to that, because this, this does affect what you see on the field. I think both of the, the, their values, the kind of people they are, the character they, are, they have, the, um, I think it leads to the ability to have long-term sustainable success. Because I think they have the right temperament. I think they, they have the right uh, ability to develop meaningful, authentic relationships and connections with uh, their players, with their staff, with alumni, with students. And, you know, these are, you know, we all talk about, you know, ball plays and and coaching decisions, but these are leadership positions at the end of the day. And it's how good are you at leading people? And I think they're both, both Billy and Todd, just are exceptionally gifted in the area of leading people and holding them accountable and putting a vision in place that collectively everybody can achieve. And I think they have the ability, um, you know, there's a great line that I read from uh, Greg Popovich, coach of the Spurs, many years ago. You know, they have this uh, reputation for having a great culture. And he was asked, what kind of people do you like to bring into your organization? And he said, we like people who have gotten over themselves. And, um, hmm. I, I, you know, in other words, it's not about them. They understand it's about, it's, it's, a, it's about other people. Todd and Billy, are they are both over themselves, and I, I think that's going to lead them to one of the reasons they're going to have a lot of success here in Gainesville. Well, that's an awesome answer. I've had the uh, opportunity of meeting Coach Golden out in public a couple of times and been super impressed, super impressed with what you're doing, and I think the Gator Nation is in for a hell of a ride. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Total package. Thank you. 1227, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. One more segment with Scott, and then he has to go to a meeting, but we're glad to have him here. Got something you want to ask him? Now's the time. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Bump, set, spike. We are your home for Gator women's volleyball. You are listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The home of the Florida Gators. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Beat the heat. Here's how to stay cool in hot weather. Buy a boat from Polaris of Gainesville. Tahoe fiberglass runabouts and deck boats help families escape the heat. Looking at saltwater fishing boats? Mako combines the spirit of adventure with a legacy of trust. Nitro fiberglass bass boats are designed to make you a champion. Tracker all-welded aluminum boats are powered by Mercury. Tracker boats at your authorized Tracker Marine dealer. Polaris of Gainesville. 
Polaris of Gainesville is looking to buy your used power sports vehicle right now. If you have a boat, ATV, side-by-side, jet ski, or motorcycle of any make or model, our customers are asking, and we want to give them what they want. So we're paying top dollar right now for your used power sports vehicle. Turn that dust collector into fast cash now at Polaris of Gainesville on Highway 441 between Gainesville and Alachua. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Dr. Kim is so, she's spiritually and uh, personally and physically a beautiful person all the way around. That's what I admire most about her and that she's up on the latest techniques and everything that's going on in the field that I feel a lot of confidence and, and I just, I enjoy being around her and talking to her. How about Dr. Art? Well, I think the biggest thing is that, that he stays so far ahead of everyone else technically. You know, you, you don't worry about what he's doing in your mouth because it is the best. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. As a Marine, Jamie's team always had his back. As a civilian, when things got dark, they still did. Jamie was losing hope when he found the Florida Veterans Support Line. Connecting with his fellow veterans helped him get back on track. Now, he gets to pay that support forward as a veteran care coordinator. Call 1-844-MY-FL-VET. Confidential, 24-7. Asking for help is hard. Call me. I've been there. Next time you're driving around town, check out the car in front of you or alongside of you. There's a really good chance that that's a Southeast Car Agency tag. Why? Because the Cousins family has been selling vehicles here in North Central Florida for over 40 successful years. And only one kind, the best in late model, low mileage vehicles, no new vehicles. Steve Russell here. I drive one myself, have for years. Check them out in person, Northeast 39th Avenue or online, secars.com. Southeast Car Agency. Summer is over and that means it's time for back to school. That means it's time for Bailey's Gym Back to School Special. This week only, you can join any of of our 16 area North Florida locations for absolutely zero enrollment fees on any membership. Bailey's Gym is open 24-7 and we offer group fitness, boxing, and access to the best selection of equipment and trainers in Gainesville, Florida. So work out on your own or with a friend or two. Only a few days left to take advantage of the back-to-school, back-to-the-gym deal at Bailey's. Ready for your zero enrollment membership? Join Bailey's today at baileysgym.com or visit one of our locations. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. After yesterday's pockets of heavy rainfall, we do have dry conditions to kick off your Tuesday morning. However, be mindful that there may be some standing water on area roadways here early this morning, as well as even some patchy fog. Temperatures in the low 70s will give way to highs today in the upper 80s and low 90s. Storms are expected to develop yet again during the afternoon and evening, bringing with them the potential for heavy rainfall. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Ballard. And now... Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Woo-hoo! You get to a point where you go, okay, let's take whatever we can get for Russ. Or maybe Russ surprises us. Maybe. But this is where I want to find out LeBron's imprint on this team, his impact on this team. You wanted Russ. Sit down with him and say, this is what we need you to do. And give him a dose of reality. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. 
Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Gator Volleyball Head Coach Mary Wise, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Welcome back. Again, uh, our final segment with Scott Strickland, 392-8255. Appreciate him being here. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com, and I have not even checked my emails. So uh, Jason's going to take a phone call here real quick, and I'll try to get my emails if there's a question for Scott uh, via the email. Um, and then the UF president, Kent Fox, is going to be here in a few minutes as well. So uh, it's great to have both these gentlemen here live in studio today. Let's get a question from Mike. Mike, hello. Hey there. Thanks, guys, for taking my uh, question. Hey, Mike. I, I'm getting ready for uh, game week. I'm wearing my Gator socks today, so I'm getting in the mood. There, there you go. go. <laughs> I joined late, though, and uh, about the time when the um, AD was talking about the um, mobile ticket, downloading them, and that kind of thing at the beginning of the, of the segment. So if you cover this, I apologize. But I did want to talk a little bit about the backup and is do is anything going to happen differently? Because honestly, I never really saw an improvement last year as you went through the games, to where it got a little more efficient getting through those gates with the mobile tickets. Yeah, I mean, I was backed up in the streets every game except for Sanford. We were in the street, in fact, almost on the sidewalk for the O'Down there. Right, one of the games. Yeah, the 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 real issue is a structural one, which is the 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 way the. <clears throat> the actual physical gates are structured for the, for getting 88,000 people into the stadium. Uh, the, it did get better. And we know that because we actually time the lines and how long it takes people. And, and, uh, you know, from the first game to the third game to the fifth game, it, it got better. Sure, the lines sure. were quicker. Uh, people, the, the number one issue is people waiting until they get to the gate to try to download their tickets onto their phone. And, understand. and so, yeah. you know, that's why I point out we had 70% of the people have already downloaded their tickets, which is awesome. If you're one of the 30% who's coming Saturday and have not downloaded their tickets and you're listening to my voice right now, please go ahead and download your tickets because it will make everyone's trip through the uh, entry gate a lot quicker. Um, and, and the other thing is people waiting to show up at the same time. So the earlier you get in the stadium, the lower, the, you know, the better the lines are going to be and the less congestion there is from the 30-minute walk right. on. I know, um, I know baseball, we've been to a baseball game, and it's a beautiful facility, by the way, and um, obviously you're not moving as many people in and out, of course. But uh, for whatever reason, it's easy getting in and out of that, even though you can wait right to the last minute. There was no issue. And unfortunately, we went to an away game this last year, uh, Kentucky, <laughs> unfortunately. And, uh, of course, they had mobile tickets as well. And I'll have to say this, and um, – Scott, I understand the the building is the facility is the facility, but Kentucky had it working fairly well, at least in the section that we were getting in and out of, uh, and they had an interesting twist in that um, it's the, the pinch points I call it. You know, when you go through the little cattle gates right. kind of a thing, pinch points at Kentucky, they had under the concourse almost. If you you would go in some, or they did. 10, 15 feet or whatever, 
inside under they they kind of got people off of the sidewalks and off of the edges and got them underneath and then when you got in a line they had two people working their particular pinch point where you could go left or right and they would Okay, Mike, i got to have you kind of wrap this up. Yeah. Hey, that's it, Mike. That's we'll, it. Yeah. Just a suggestion. Yeah, okay. I'm going to have my folks reach out to Kentucky and see if we can learn from them. Okay. Thanks for the info, yeah. Mike. Thank you for your call. Uh, okay, we got a lot of emails I should have checked. Uh, Dean says, where do you envision the SEC in five years, 18 to 20 teams? Are you in favor of this? How do you see scheduling at that point? I, I think we're – my guess is we're still at 16 teams. Jim says, other than NIL, what's the biggest challenge facing Florida athletics in the next few years? Good question. It's a great question. Um, the swamp is going to be a significant project. We, we, you know, UAA has invested three hundred million dollars on a number of facility projects in the last seven years. The swamp will be maybe double that, and we'll do it in a shorter time frame, which is going to be just a significant project. Uh, Daniel, will we have those flashing red lights Saturday night? Yeah, we talked about that earlier. Yep. Uh, so why would we want red? Right, yes, yeah, that makes no sense. Exactly. Uh, Wally says. In 1989 or 90, the Magic came to the Old Dome and played the Hawks in an exhibition game. The place was packed. Never happened again. Can we try it again, please, he says. Absolutely. Okay. Sam, um, what are the updates for the UF basketball arena on the camera angles? Uh, Stay tuned. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Let's get to uh, Gator Man here. Gator Man, hello. What's going on there, Steve? You're doing pretty good today. I'm doing okay. All right, we're going to hit you right quick with a little bit of fact or fiction. Well, no, I got I got Scott Strickland here, so give me a fact or a fiction to ask him a question. Oh, Scott Strickland, my, my fact or fiction, the Gators are not through with uh, their renovation and improving the video uh, Griffith Stadium. I, he says fact or fiction that the renovations are not through at Ben Hill Griffin oh, Stadium. Yeah, that's definitely fact. They're not finished. We got a long way to go, and it's going to be awesome when we get there. Gator man. Well, I think as far as the uh, athletic department, uh, we plan on adding any more sports in the time soon. You know what? We are always kind of uh, monitoring that. Don't have any concrete uh, plans at the moment, but, uh, you know, at some point we'll probably add another women's sport. Well, I then thank you guys. You have a good day and go Gators. All right, Gators. Gator man. Thank you. Scott, What I get asked this a lot over the course of a year. You know, you, you see men's volleyball or whatever sport. What what factors go in to possibly adding a sport? Um, you know, Title IX and being in compliance from a gender equity standpoint, and really uh, the reason we continue to add women's sports, like lacrosse was the most recent one, is um, we, we are out of balance from uh, the number of opportunities we're providing men versus the number of opportunities we're providing women. We have 21 sports. 12 of them are women. Nine are men. But... Uh, there's not a women's counterpart to football. In football, you have so many participants, and there's not a women's sport that balances that. And so that's why we need more women's sports to provide that balance. With the SEC moving uh, its football package to ESPN, et cetera, um, we just saw you know, the, the deals that have been signed. The money is amazing in athletics, isn't it? Yeah, we're, we're very blessed. Uh, you know, our league, the Big Ten, uh, both those leagues are really blessed uh, be able to generate a lot of resources that we can turn around and reinvest in our program, support our athletes, and give our fans a great experience. There has been some talk that athletes will want a share of a new contract. If the SEC has a new contract, hey, we want it because there's so much money in it. Is that a good idea? You know, that's a that's a really complicated 
I mean, we probably could take the whole hour talking about that. <laughs> yeah. Serious, because you get into, you know, right now they're not employees. Do you make them employees? Um, you know, what are all the implications of that? Um, you know, if you have a if you have a, a male athlete and he has a girlfriend or, or a wife and she's pregnant and it's the middle of the season, uh, if you're employee, if you're an employee, you get family medical, you get leave. So is that athlete leaving for six weeks because there was a, a birth in the family? So that's just one example of the kind of things that you would have to deal with once they become employees. Um, I will say that, you know, the average Gator student athlete is on a full scholarship, especially if you're out of state. Um, UAA is spending about $80,000 a year on that young person. So uh, they're getting value. Um, you know, the, the two sports that generate net revenue, football, men's basketball, do not get a disproportionate share of that. And I think that's where that conversation comes from. But the reason that doesn't happen is because those monies coming from those two sports are funding all the other opportunities. So that really comes down to the existential question of do we want college athletics to be 21 sports across all these you know, different um, platforms, or do we want two sports that make money? And that's really what it comes down to. Keep in mind, if you, if you choose the, the, the two-sport model, the U.S. Olympic model goes away like our country never wins gold medals again because right now uh, colleges and universities spend over five billion dollars a year on olympic sports and that's why the usa is so good in in the olympic sports now it may not matter but i'm just saying those are the kind of dis- there's a lot that goes into that it's not as simple as saying yes or no last couple of minutes last question you've been on the college football playoff committee uh there's been talk of expanding there's also been talk of having a commissioner. There's also been talk of you know having the, the playoff uh, oversee college football as opposed to the NCAA. Where do you see this, in Scott Strickland's view, happening over these next few years? I mean, I think there will be expansion of the college football playoff. Um, when and by how much, that's a question, but I think there will definitely be significant expansion there. I don't know what problems you solve by – pulling out of the NCAA and letting CFP or some other body run college football. I think you still have the same issues. They're just under a different umbrella. Um, the, the NCAA is pretty good at running championships. They struggle with the uh, enforcement of the rules. They struggle with timely legislation, um, you know, uh, but they do, they do a pretty good job of running championships. You know, we have a softball regional here or a baseball regional and it leads to, you know, or whatever, swimming, track and field. They do a pretty good job running those events. Um, you know, the, the rules that get made up, uh, the, the challenge with NCAA is we have an organization of, you know, 300-plus schools in Division One, and uh, those schools have a lot of um, – they're not the same, right? Florida and Fordham are different. Auburn and Albany are different. But we have rules that try to uh, work for both of them. So uh, what I think you'll end up seeing is the conferences having a lot more control, individual conferences having a lot more control over the rules that impact their schools. Thank you for being on. You have to go to a meeting. Thanks for doing it. Thank you, Steve. Go you Gators. See you by this weekend. You got it. Gator Athletic Director Scott Strickland here, live in studio, 1243. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Also live in studio, the University of Florida President, Kent Fox. He's here. He'll take your phone calls, questions, and comments as you listen to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Kate Carananti. In NFL news, former Gator defensive back Chauncey Gardner-Johnson has been traded by the New Orleans Saints to the Philadelphia Eagles. In return, the Saints got a fifth and sixth round pick. 
Number 13 Gator Volleyball has a top 15 matchup tonight as they take on 12th ranked Stanford. The Gators have started the season 3-0. Make sure to tune in right here at 645 for full coverage of that match. The Tampa Bay Rays will take on the Miami Marlins tonight in the first of a two-game set. The Rays currently lead the American League wildcard race and are seven games behind the division-leading Yankees. Meanwhile, the Marlins are 55-73 and 73 on the season. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Kate Carenanti. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Back to school means back to routines and, of course, back to school shopping. And while spending on outfits and supplies can be stressful, Radiant Credit Union can help you out this season. Every time you use your Radiant Credit Card from July 22nd through the end of August, you'll be automatically entered for a chance to win a $1,500 statement credit. Just swipe your credit card and we'll handle the rest. You have enough to do, like avoiding the PTA parents in the drop-off line. Stop by or visit radiantcu.org slash rewards for details. No purchase necessary. Federally insured by NCUA. There are certain memories you have of great nights with great friends. Memories that'll last a lifetime. And if you're like a lot of folks, many of those memories happened at 1728 West University Avenue in Gainesville. It's been many names over the years. The College Inn, the Purple Porpoise, Gator City, and six years ago, a new establishment was built at that address. The Social at Midtown. The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. The Social has 60 huge flat screen TVs so you won't miss one second of the action. And every night they have different specials, like you don't have to wait till the nighttime to head to The Social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock every day of the week. Check out their delicious menu at thesocialgnv.com. Follow them on social media to see the latest specials. It's time to make new memories at 1728 West University Avenue. See you at the Social at Midtown. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ink for small business, all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See Center for details. Hey, it's Steve Russell telling you about my friends at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries, where better ingredients make better meals. You love the great food like the classic burger, their great salads, and their 100% all-natural chicken burger. And now, back in season, the Key Lime Milkshake to add to their already great flavors. And don't forget, Dick Mondell's looking for new team members, looking for competitive pay, flexible hours, and paid vacations for serious service-oriented workers. Come build the freshest burgers in town by contacting jobs at Dick Mondell's if you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. The WRUF Radio App. Your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. 
Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Welcome back to Sports Scene. It's been a good day today. I mean, you, you get inside the huddle, you get Shane Matthews and Steve Spurrier, you get the Gator Athletic Director, Scott Strickland, and now you have the University of Florida President, Ken Fox. So that's a pretty darn good day. Mr. President, good to have you here. Uh, good morning, Steve. It's uh, great to have you as always. Let, let's let's start with uh, you're going to be leaving soon. Um, have you had, I mean, you're still doing this and you will be for a little while longer, but I guess, you know, when you get, you start looking back and what you accomplished here, have you done any of that to this point? Have, have, have I done what? Have you looked to... back? Have you oh, thought about yes. what you've accomplished in, you know, what, in, in your time here? Have you done any of that yet? Well, the way I think of it is what has the university accomplished? Um, and, and indeed, you're, you're always wondering, you know, if, are the things that you're engaged in or you work on or the university achieves, will it be sustained? And uh, I'm, I'm just really pleased of all the things the university has done from athletics over the past eight years. Uh, through everything else we do, agriculture, medicine, everything else. Uh, the, I think I'm asked frequently, you know, what are you most proud about at the university? It, for me, it's very simply that every part of this university today, and we have an incredibly broad, comprehensive university, is stronger than it was eight years ago. And uh, that's not due to me. That's just due to this amazing place, all these people, students and employees and fans. Uh, it's just amazing. Over the eight years, from the athletic standpoint, my gosh, a lot has happened. Um, I didn't. I don't know that anybody eight years ago would have thought we'd be in the world we are now. What are your thoughts about all of this and how things have changed? You know, from your seat mm-hmm. uh, in terms of athletics. Yeah. Uh, well, I know you. You spoke with about some of this with uh, Scott Strickland earlier. And uh, just yesterday, I was meeting with a group of university CFOs from around the nation, Stanford, uh, just all over the place. They were, we were hosting them here on campus. And I was asked, you know, what has changed the most in higher ed in your eight years? My answer was athletics. More than anything else, uh, it really has changed. Uh, and in some ways that I find disappointing, uh, example of that is I'm, I'm just not a big fan of, of wagering on college athletics uh, sports. Um, uh, that now is becoming a reality in virtually every state, e- either now or soon will be. Uh, and then other ways that I think will could be good in, in the end, you know, aspects of the transfer portal, name image likeness, things of that nature. But the change hasn't has, has not ended. Uh, there's a lot more change I expect that will occur over the next several years. Um, how, in, you know, a lot of times you'll see when committees meet, university presidents are involved and meet with the NCA or whoever, um, how much of that did you do in your tenure here? Yeah, the SEC presidents are, are very involved as uh, as a group, uh, obviously led by Greg Sankey and uh, working with each of our athletic directors across the SEC. Uh, so we meet on a, a regular basis, uh, <laughs> virtual as with many things during COVID, but a lot of it in, in person uh, in Birmingham or Atlanta, uh, and uh, sometimes in Destin, there's a tradition of having an annual meeting in Destin that, that you all know from, from the media perspective. Uh, so the presidents are, are very involved in, in a, at a level, I believe, it, that is right, at the policy level, at the high level. Uh, and uh, I, I just have wonderful colleagues amongst the other SEC presidents. I've not been so involved, and this has been intentional, at the NCAA national level. Uh, some presidents are. Uh, and uh, but I've just decided, given everything I needed to, to work on 
here on campus and uh, across our state that I'd focus on the SEC uh, and and be a partner with with our athletic director Scott Strickland and uh, and work on other things rather than NCAA level activities. If you have a question for Dr. Fox, you can call us 392-8255. I'll put up the email, which I didn't do uh, when Scott was here. Um, so uh, hopefully if you have a question for him, uh, you can also uh, email it. Um, just as a follow-up to that, Dr. Fox, when, when you look at the landscape, I mean, I, you're, I'm sure you're very proud of where this university is in terms of academics and all of that, but the athletic picture has changed so much having to raise the money you have to raise to just be competitive is that a concern going forward with all the money you have to raise to be to remain competitive uh, not for me and maybe i'm just naive but i, I believe the business model uh, that's required uh, to support collegiate athletics at least the way we know it now and it does require a lot of investment is is sustainable uh, I, I think the, the audience knows that the University of Florida is one of those universities where athletics pays for all its bills, um, and that includes electricity, obviously uh, salaries, all the facilities, including maintenance of those facilities, all paid for by athletics. So it does not uh, impact the rest of the university in any negative way, and I believe that is a sustainable business model uh, going forward. Um, and and you can see, though, how, how that investment uh, by by donors and friends of the university has really made an impact here. You know, when I started, uh, we didn't have the refurbished O-Dome. Uh, it was planned, had not yet. There was no indoor practice facility, and we could spend a half hour just talking about all the other amazing facilities that, that have opened up, and all that, all of that funded by athletics and by uh, friends of athletics. One of the things I've always appreciated about you, um, and I guess I would hope the student body does too, you get involved with them. I mean, you get right into the weeds in a good way uh, and get involved with, with students who are here at the University of Florida. That's important to you, isn't it? I think it's important for the university You, uh, for many ways. you uh, The parents pay attention to that. They feel like they're a part of our community. If, if they see me doing things with their with their children, um, and, and I, I do things with the parents sometimes as well, uh, and, and it sends a message, frankly, to our employees, our faculty, uh, that you can do that. You can have fun with the students and still be a, a, a professor or, or, or be an employee at the university. It, it, it is important, particularly when you have a large place like ours that's so comprehensive that uh, we can be excellent, but we can also have a lot of fun doing it. Now, for those who don't know, after your tenure is over, what are you going to do? I'm going to go teach, as I used to do back in the 1980s, uh, computer engineering, which hasn't changed a bit since I taught in the 80s. Really? Okay. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. <laughs> well, I think it has. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it's going to be challenging. Uh, uh, my transparencies and overhead projector just may not work anymore. <laughs> that's the last time I taught. That's what, that's what I used. But you're, that, that must be kind of fun to go back. I don't want to say roots, but lack of a better term, no. to, to do that again. Yep, yep. It, it obviously it's intentional. I, I, you know, people say, "Are you looking forward to it?" Well, I, I love what I do now. I mean, how, how could you not love being the president of the University of Florida? But, but I do want to, as I approach age seventy, I do want to end my career as I started it, being a, as I thought of it back in the early eighties, a college teacher, and uh, back to as you said, my my roots, and and that'll be a lot of fun as well. When your successor is named, what advice 
will you give to that successor? Well, I, I really hope they, they're just themselves. Uh, th- there are things that I've done that they may not want to do. Uh, there are things that you know President Matchin and President Lombardi did that, that I don't do, but I, I believe if they're themselves, um, th- that they'll, they'll be able to sustain the, the pace that you have in this kind of job. Uh, but I, I would also encourage them to do what, what Linda, my wife, and I did, and that is to, to lean into the job, just embrace the university, embrace the, the athletics, and embrace you know every, the academic health center, embrace agriculture, just the breadth of the university, the Gator traditions. And when you do that, you, you will really enjoy being the university president. I hope I can ask this question right, Dr. Fox. Um, what are a couple of things that are involved in your job that maybe the public, you know, they, they see they see a school president. Well, I mean, you can ascertain some things. What are some things that you have to do in your job that maybe people don't really understand or know? Oh boy, you know, the, it's, it is surprising, uh, even as an ac- academic leader like a dean, how much time you spend on facilities. Now you could understand that if you were athletic director or yeah. or something else, but uh, you know, the dean of the College of Journalism Communications or the, the Dean of uh, Medicine, they spend a lot of time on facilities. I do the same because uh, it takes about 10 years to work to plan for a new building or renovation. Uh, not very exciting, uh, uh, but, but important, but important. Let's get a yeah. call for you. Uh, Andrew, welcome. Yes, uh, hi, Steve, and uh, good day, Dr. Uh, Fox. I have a question regarding the credentiality of, I would say, three top presidents in the SEC or SEC colleges, universities. Alabama, uh, name escapes me, the president has about as long a tenure as yours, Dr. Fox. Also, M. Catherine Banks at Texas A&M as well. Uh, just using, and yourself, of course, using you three as an example, uh, my question would be, it seems as though all three of you are engineers of some type or another, and how or why does that discipline of engineering lend itself to successful college presidencies? Thank you. I'll take the answer off the air. Andrew, thank you. Yeah, interesting question. You're, you're right about, uh, I think there are more presidents now of universities that have come from engineering backgrounds uh, than uh, previously. There was a time when it seemed like they all came from uh, law colleges. They had been deans of law colleges, but not so much. And I've, I've known uh, President Banks or Chancellor Banks for uh, back in the uh, early 90s when we were together at Purdue. Uh, both in engineering faculty there. Um, it, it, there, each, each, each of us has different skills and backgrounds. You know, being an engineer, it allows you to be a problem solver. You've got training in that to be how to synthesize uh, information, data. Uh, uh, you, 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 you work on innovation. Um, but, but I really believe uh, that you could have any background and uh, be, be successful as a president, either academically uh, or, or otherwise, uh, just in terms of life skills. Okay, we're going to talk more about that. Dr. Fox will stay with us for a segment or two here, live here in studio. We'll take a break and come back. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Summer's over, but that joint pain is still there. Time to do something about it. Hey, it's Steve Russell. I want you to call QC Kinetics now. You've put it off long enough. It's time to get real lasting relief from chronic pain in your knees, back, shoulder, and hips. QC Kinetics can get you moving again with cutting-edge regenerative treatments. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. Regenerative medicine uses highly concentrated healing properties from your own body that restore and repair damaged joint tissue. And QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting breakthrough natural approach to eliminating joint pain. Lots of people have done this, and they're living life to the fullest, pain-free. Don't assume the old ways of dealing with joint pain are the only ways. Call QC Kinetics today for a free consultation. In Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, a totally free consultation. 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. 352-400-4550. Direct Auto Insurance is for uncompromisers. With savings of up to $1,044 per year when you switch to Direct Auto, you can stop compromising and keep driving. Get a free quote at directauto.com. Data from August 2021. New customer survey. Savings, if any, vary. How you buy can affect price. National General Group, Winston-Salem. Technology has made instant entertainment an everyday reality. And as Americans, we do love to be entertained. From apps on our phones to social media, from Netflix to YouTube, we literally have thousands of entertainment options at our fingertips. And although we have to be careful with the content, there's nothing wrong with being entertained unless we start to think that the goal of life is to be entertained. Entertainment is a distraction and it can keep us from paying attention to what's most important. Ask yourself, how much time do you devote to entertainment? Do you think it's possible to have too much of a good thing, especially when that thing isn't the main thing? And what is the main thing? The Bible teaches that you and I were made to know God and make Him known. That's the main thing. The goal of life is not to be entertained, but to enjoy fellowship with God through His Son, Jesus. This is Brian Wright, speaking right from my heart. For devotions, visit rightfromtheheart.org. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, like how they require minimums, and worse, how the rewards flat out expire. Or we could talk about how with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. That's amazing. And now that we've talked about that, let's get back to, you know, the stuff we talk about here on the show. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. That's discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms do apply. All right, golfers, do you want to simply survive around the greens or do you want to score? Well, you want to score. You need a wedge that will help you. Purest spin possible. The new Jaws Raw from Callaway. Most aggressive groove in golf. Now with the raw face, delivers maximum one hop and stop spin. Optimized tungsten weighting. And you get noticeably better control and trajectory. All around better wedge play. It's the Jaws Raw. Get yours at CallawayGolf.com slash Jaws Raw. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM WRUF. Welcome into Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Tuesday. Jason is making sure all the buttons are punched right. He's producing the program today. Hope you've enjoyed our guest today. And uh, right now we have University of Florida President Kent Fox live in the studio. If you have a question for him, 
He is here to answer it. Always a pleasure to have him here. 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. A great question here, uh, email from Larry. Has the governance of UF and other Florida institutions become too politicized? Oh, yeah. I think that is indeed the, the question of, of the day. Uh, at all public universities, um, you really have a lot more regulation, is, is the way I describe it. N- not, not a political uh, comment at all, but just regulation. I, I came from a private university where I'd worked for, for 12 years um, at Cornell. And um, you just have a lot less regulation uh, that comes from the state, comes from uh, overseeing groups like the Board of Governors that we have, and it affects your business model, affects what you do it, how you do it. Uh, and I've been fairly public that we're overregulated, uh, and uh, wish wish that we weren't so much. But but that that comes with being a, a public university, um, and indeed our our elected officials have have the right, and they actually have the responsibility since they're funding us uh, to to hold us accountable uh, for how we, for example, use those funds. Um, but we work with them closely on on trying to moderate new laws, new regulations, so that they will be a benefit to the state and therefore, and also to the university, rather than slowing us down. Because we're competing globally uh, for students, for, for every, everything. We're, we're competing globally, and we need to be nimble and be able to do that as, as a university. I think sometimes, you know, as somebody who attended this university a couple of years ago, um, when you talk about competing globally, that would not have resonated with me. Nope. But... When did that sort of begin where that phenomenon started? Uh, my uh, understanding and looking back on the history of the university is obviously it was it was a gradual change, but certainly in the 1980s when Marshall Kreiser uh, was president here and the university joined an organization called the AAU, uh, the top universities uh, that are research universities like ours, private and public, that was really the beginning of the shift. And with each sort of a period every decade or every president since then, there's been more of a focus on having international and national prominence uh, for the university, which, which I personally obviously think is, is really important, that we have, a, we have a university in our state that can compete with, your, with Michigan or with the UCLA or, or a University of North Carolina Chapel Hill or Berkeley or, or the very best privates as well. I think it's really important that a state have that for, uh, for, for the students that get attracted and get educated, for the, the breakthroughs and research that the faculty conduct. Um, and we're special in that we have this breadth across not just academics, but athletics. And uh, we, we are one of those few universities, few in the nation, that is one of the top academically and top athletically. They're very few, just a, just a tiny number. Let's get a call for you here. Uh, welcome, John. How are you? Steve, I'm sorry. I, I was trying to just talk to you on a, on a separate level. I, I apologize for your, your guest there. I just wanted to talk about my Miami Dolphins. I'll just call you on another time. Okay, yeah, please do that, right. John. Okay. Right, thank you. Yep, thank you. I, I went to high school in Miami, so I'm a Dolphins fan. There you go. <laughs> uh, Henry has a, an excellent question. He says, how much in the increase in tuition cost is a function of lower state funding. At other states, it is there's a direct uh, correlation between the two, and those lines crossed in terms of total revenue from tuition and and total revenue from the state at public universities in other states uh, a long time ago, uh, more than ten years ago. The state of Florida is different than every other state. 
and that is that the state investment has rapidly grown in the past 10 years, and the tuition has not. Uh, tuition and fees are the same today as they were uh, before I started as president, 6400 roughly for a whole year of tuition and fees. Uh, so, And that's the lowest by far of any competitor outside of our state. Uh, it, it's about half of, of any other competitor, and, and it's, uh, it is uh, 10% of, uh, of the tuition and fees from the private university where I came from. So, so that uh, trend, which is very true, uh, is not the case in the state of Florida, but it is everywhere else. Okay, you got a question, 392-8255, and you can also email uh, srussell at wruf.com as the University of Florida President Ken Fox is live here in the studio. You, the, the competition you referred to about getting the best and the brightest here, I, I guess if, if I had no knowledge of academia, what's the process like, Dr. Fox, in trying to do that, to compete? What are some of the things the university does to make that happen? You're competing in a national global market. So just like uh, in uh, when we search for an athletic director, we, we don't just look within the state of Florida. We don't certainly just look at Alachua County. We, we look nationally. And it's the same uh, for faculty. Every faculty search is a national, often international search. We want the very best person, it, usually in, in some discipline. It may be my field is electrical engineering. It might be that, or it could be, a, a, I mentioned medicine earlier. Uh, so we have a discipline that we've identified where, where we want to uh, hire a new person. Um, and that, that is not, not, we don't want it to be too overly specified, but it is, it is an area of focus. And, and then we look nationally. Um, we sometimes use search firms. Um, we use search firms a lot for leaders or administrators, uh, like there's a search firm for my replacement that, that is involved very much so in, in that process, that search. But we, we, we look nationally and, and we work hard to attract them here, which is compensation is part of that. Uh, it's the facilities is part of it. It is the people they get to work with. Uh, it's, it is similar in some sense to hiring a, uh, a, a, a head coach. Um, where we, you just want the very best person. And you're trying to predict how successful they're going to be in a decade or, or longer. Um, I, I'm not great at these kinds of questions, but 20 years from now, 10 years from now, if they see that Kent Fox was the president at the University of Florida for how long, and somebody said to you, how would you want to be remembered? What, what did you accomplish? What are some of the things you're proudest of as president? How would you answer that? I, I think it's simply that uh, when I started as president, there was this wonderful university that I got to be a part of, and then by the time I ended, that university was even stronger. Its, it, its stature, as I describe it, had, had grown, its reputation, its excellence. And, and so that I was a part of, of, of uh, uh, during a time when the university's excellence uh, was enhanced, its stature grew. Um, and then secondly, thinking about me personally and, and, and my wife, Linda, that, that we just had a lot of fun when we were here for eight years. Yeah, and that shows. And I know he's had a lot of fun. I can certainly tell you that. Uh, Jason, is this for Dr. Fox? Okay, all right. Uh, Phil, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks, Steve. Uh, Dr. Fox, first of all, thanks for all you've done, and I'm sure we'll continue to do for our university. I'm grateful. Thank you. With what appears to be a prolifer you're welcome, sir. What appears to be a proliferation of apartment complexes in and around our campus, how has that impacted the housing on campus? And kind of where I'm going with this, is would you see at some point some of the older dorms 
being converted to maybe a classroom use or research use? Yeah, it's it's a great great question because it really is visible. All these uh, residence halls and uh, apartment buildings, I should say, off campus but near campus, uh, many of them being created by uh, you know uh, real estate investment uh, that are not part of even the state of Florida, but from outside of the state. Um, what what happened very simply is because the university wasn't raising fees around housing, for example, we weren't investing in our housing, and uh, so even. Uh, residence halls uh, that have been here for uh, almost a century just weren't being upgraded. Uh, and, and students today have a little higher standard than they did when I, I went to college in 1973. Uh, and, and so, number one, the quality of our residence halls weren't, weren't able to compete with the commercial market. And although the price was good, the, the quality wasn't that great. And secondly, uh, we actually had undercapacity. Uh, so, so we actually have been able with state support to to uh, to work on that problem. So we have a large residential complex being put up on the southeast corner of, of campus, primarily focusing on honors uh, college students. But and then we're investing uh, oh large amount, almost a hundred million dollars in renovating other parts of the campus, primarily the residence halls, so that we can have quality experience for the students that are on campus. I really believe that students. Uh, benefit from being on campus at least their first year and ideally for a couple of years and I will make some progress on that but that, that's why you see all those apartment buildings is uh, we just didn't have the funds to invest but that is that is changing as we speak yeah well as an old-timer I'm a graduate of 79 and I don't necessarily like what it's doing to the community but I I guess in some sense it's the way areas progress uh, Interesting. I was thinking about that when you look at a Murphy and then right across the street, this apartment complex. And, and I agree with you that this generation has a, has a, a different standard than what in my day when a piece of plywood and two bricks made you a coffee table, you know. Oh, yeah. And, and that has changed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, thanks for all you do, brother. All right, Phil. Thank, thank you. you. And guess what? I was a Murphy resident, so I know exactly <laughs> what he's talking about. Um, Butch and Porter, hang on. Dr. Fox here, one more segment, 114, time check, brought to you by Hayes Shittlery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Paige Marquez. Tonight, Florida Gator Volleyball is playing Stanford in Gainesville. The last two games against Stanford were in 2019 and then again in 2021. The Gators lost both games and are looking to make a comeback today. Tune in here at 645 for live updates. On to tennis, two former UF players are representing in the U.S. Open. The players are Oliver Crawford and Ben Shelton. Last year, the Gators also had former players competing in the same competition. In the NFL, former Gator defensive back Chauncey Gardner-Johnson has been traded to the Eagles. He formerly was a New Orleans Saint and was drafted to them with the number 105 pick in the 2019 draft. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Paige Marquez. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Friends, I've been telling you for a long time now about Southeast Car Agency at 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. The reason? I trust them because I have had vehicles from them for years and years. And every vehicle I've purchased has been great for me. It's lasted me a long time, low maintenance, and the best part about that, every time I went to Southeast Cardsy to get a new vehicle, 
I was never pressured. I was never hard sell. They worked with me to make sure I got the vehicle that I wanted. I was able to test drive them as many as I needed to test drive before I made my decision. They'll do the very same thing for you. When you go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue, they'll do that for you. Go online, secars.com. You can check out all the information about the vehicles, the price. Everything is there for you to make the best decision for you. Think about this. You drive around town, you look around, there's a really good chance you're going to see vehicles with a Southeast Car Agency type because they've been in business for 40-plus years. When you go see them in person, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. What I'd like people to know about Exceptional Dentistry is when you walk into the door, you're going to be treated like family. And when you walk out of the door, you will feel as if you, you've had an experience like no other in terms of dental practices. Um, you, will, you will be treated both professionally and personally. So to the extent that um, you, won't, you won't look for another practice. Uh, this is a lifetime type of practice where the moment you enter into it, I, I firmly believe that people don't leave here. They, they become patients forever. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, 2021, and 2022. As well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall. We do them all. Summer is over, and that means it's time for back to school. That means it's time for Bailey's Gym Back to School Special. This week only, you can join any of our 16 area North Florida locations for absolutely zero enrollment fees on any membership. Bailey's Gym is open 24-7, and we offer group fitness, boxing, and access to the best selection of equipment and trainers in Gainesville, Florida. So work out on your own or with a friend or two. Only a few days left to take advantage of the back to school, back to the gym deal at Bailey's. Ready for your zero enrollment membership? Join Bailey's today at baileysgym.com or visit one of our locations. Response to International Diamond Center's Summer of Savings event has been incredible, but this is it, the final days. You have until August 31st to take advantage of the year's most attractive offer. Get IDC's amazing value price and spread your payments over two years with zero interest. And as a special bonus, IDC will even cover your first two payments. It's incredible. And everything's included. Thousands of engagement rings, designer jewelry, colored gemstones, pendants, bands, bracelets, the largest selection ever. Or if you prefer, you can get an instant 25% savings on all wedding bands during this incredible event. Take an amazing 25% off any wedding band. But there's just one catch. This spectacular summer of savings event ends August 31st at 6 p.m. and will not be extended. So hurry. Pick any item. Take advantage of two years zero interest financing and let IDC even cover your first two payments. Now through the end of August only and only at International Diamond Center at Celebration Point on approved credit. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your 
your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 802-341-4542. 802-341-4542. 802-341-4542. That's 802-341-4542. From pylon to pylon, we are your home for all things football. 1850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator Soccer Coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF Radio app. Back at Coach Gator Soccer, back in action Thursday. They host uh, USF. With us live in studio, University of Florida President Kent Fox, and we got plenty of people that want to talk to him. Butch is first. Hi, Butch. Hey, how you doing? Good. Um, Mr. President, what I would like to ask you is, do you see a day when an athletics and a player actually does not have to be a student and plays for the University of Florida? Boy. Is, is that I've heard several people make comments on that on Steve's show, and if that were to be, how, how bad would that impact, or what, would it impact the University of I, I think that is the question that is before us, uh, and not University of Florida, but uh, for uh, what we call the Power Five conferences or the Big Ten, the SEC. Uh, I hope, I pray that I never see that day. Um, I What makes it special when I go to an athletic event is to know every one of those players is also a student. And uh, I know, I'm not naive. I know some of them are going to go pro and, and do other things before they graduate, although we take great pride in the graduation rates of, of, of the student athletes here. So I, I love the fact that this is what makes collegiate athletics special in my mind is indeed that the players are also students. They're, they're not pros. Okay. And then my second question to that is uh, not addressing that, but addressing should there ever have been an NCAA or should it all have been college presidents from the big conferences or all the conferences ruling sports instead of an NCAA? Oh boy, you know that, that the role of the NCAA really has uh, been uh, a, a question, I guess I would say, uh, in, in some sense over the past few years, particularly aggravated by COVID. Uh, the role with the NCAA around COVID, it just it just wasn't a factor, um, and and then we've seen uh, just a, a lot of other changes where the NCAA just doesn't seem to have their arms around the situation. Name, image, likeness, I think being the the the, the best example. Um, there are certain sports. Well, I, I, I'll give you my personal opinion here, uh, which will, which is good now for a few more months. And that is that uh, I, I do believe in certain sports. The NCAA has a really important role go, going forward, and 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 needs to be uh, the overarching uh, governing body. Uh, but there's some others where that's in question, and I think football is an example of that. Um, you know, we're we're blessed to have this amazing conference of the SEC, um, an incredible athletic director, Scott Strickland, who is one of the leaders amongst the athletic directors, and then an incredible commissioner, uh, Greg Sankey. Um, but uh, that it, it, I'm not sure all the conferences have that level of, of leadership. Um, so so I, I think the future is cloudy, uh, and particularly around, around football, maybe, maybe men's basketball, but certainly football. 
Okay. All right. Thanks, sir. Butch, thank you. Porter, you're up. How are you? Hey, Steve, President Fox. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to throw in uh, an idea out there. I had a couple of years ago, but COVID kind of shut things down. With the new awesome baseball stadium that we have, I think there could have a potential for something, Florida, the Florida Ballpark first pitch tournament or something. And depending on how the days fall, either the first or second weekend of the baseball season, and you're inviting three teams from out of the area, maybe a Big Ten team, a Big 12 team, and you know, maybe about Dallas Baptist or a Rice or Wichita State, something like that. And it, it, I think it'd be easy to get ESPN behind it, and you're going to have two games each day between the four teams on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday, as the case may be. And um, I think we could, 25 years from now, be looking back and be talking about Florida baseball first pitch, 2047, you know. But what does the um, president have to do with that? I think that's a question well, I, for you, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think we need the president behind it. Whoever, I just... I, I, th- yeah. I, I think that could help the university. I think it'd be great. And I think, uh, you know, I, I, well, I that, that question is like more that. directed to the baseball coach, I think, than to the university president. But well, our athletic director, I can see that too. But I just, I just like to throw it out to the powers that be and you know, see if it throw it up the flagpole, see if it waves. All Good right, Porter, thank you. I think that the flag was stiff on that one. JD, right. hello. JD, hello. Hey, you know, Doctor Fox, thank you for your service all you've done for the University of Florida. Uh, I do have this question. Uh, my dad was a graduate of pharmacy school back in the late 30s. I'm an alum, and my daughter, who was the smartest of, of us all, is an uh, My question is this. The admission standards... Uh, at the University of Florida, and I've talked to a lot of alums who feel the same way I do, are are such that, uh, in other words, I have a grandson who is pretty much a straight-A student, high test scores, but he didn't even apply to the University of Florida uh, because he knows that he's probably not going to receive admission. Uh, Okay, Jenny, what's what's the question you're trying to ask here? The question is, why do we not give some preference to people, uh, students who are from alums, who love the University of Florida, who are committed to the University of Florida, who will be good alums and then contribute to the University of Florida instead of, it appears to me, to go to a high number of -of out-of-state students, uh, foreign students, that sort of thing. Uh, There's a lot of alums out here like I am who are upset with the admissions, the admission standards, and who are admitted to the University of Florida. Can, okay. you, can you address sure. that? Sure. Okay. Be, be glad sure. to take it on. Sure. And it, it really is a, a question. Turn your, that, uh, turn your radio down, J.D., please. Turn your radio down, J.D., please. It really is a question that uh, really alums question and grandparents that, uh, ask ask a lot. Um, so the, the, the challenge is simply the number of people that are applying. It really is not out-of-state students. It's really not international students. The percentage of those those uh, applicants and students is is really really quite small but what is what has changed is the number of Florida residents that that now apply so last year a year ago uh, we had an all-time record uh, applications but for this fall it went up another 10,000 students and and we did not admit we actually admitted fewer students this year than we did a, a year ago so just in one year uh, the number of applications went up, and that's for a class of about 6,700 students. We had 10,000 more applications than the previous year record. So so that that is really the challenge. Um, 
One solution to that would be to, to grow the size of the undergraduate population. But we've decided, and, and, and uh, those before me decided the same, that we would not focus on just being large. Uh, it, uh, that we would really focus, uh, we had a different mission as, as a university, uh, including the graduate programs and everything else that occurs at this university. The good news, the really good news, and I'm serious about this, that in contrast to when I graduated from Miami Killian Senior High School in 1973, there are now a good number of really high quality universities in our state that can take on uh, some of these really high qualified students that we're just not able to, to, to admit because of capacity. Um, and many of those universities did not exist whenever I was graduating in 1973. Uh, so I don't see the University of Florida growing its undergrad population. Um, and, uh, you know, we also, we also very much want to be a place that's accessible to, to, to families that have never had a, a, a young person go to college, um, as well as those that are multiple generation, generation gators. So you're right, we don't have a preference for those that may, uh, you know, be loyal alums in the future because of multiple generations, but I certainly understand the frustration just because of the scale of the number of applicants we have within the state of Florida. Okay, thank you. Katie, thank you. Appreciate your call. Well, I must tell you, sir, it's been a pleasure to have you all these years come here and be part of this program and take time out of your busy day to do it. Um, I, I think it's – I thought about this the other day about you. I could – I know you'll have fun teaching again. I know you – I mean, not that you don't have fun doing what you do, yeah. but you're going back to your roots, and that, that's, that's a really good thing. So thank you for all the time you've invested in the University of Florida, and thanks for the time you've taken to be with us. Well, thank you, Steve. I, I just am a big fan of, of what you do and how you do it, and I, I know you love the students um, uh, as, as much as you do uh, athletics uh, and that, more so. And uh, I'm just uh, – it's a privilege to be your colleague. Um, right. Thank you. Same here. Thank you, sir. One thirty. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Uh, the rest of the show, call us up, talk some sports, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gator fans, are you looking for internship or co-op opportunities while completing undergraduate or graduate degrees? If you are, check out Arthrex. They develop innovative technologies that help treat orthopedic injuries. From professional athletes to weekend warriors, they care about helping people get back in the game. If you're looking to make a difference, join a global company that provides exciting opportunities and experiences to enhance your professional development. And don't wait. Openings for internships and spring co-ops will become available this fall. So check out careers.arthrex.com. That's careers.arthrex.com for more information. Mom, can I have some ice cream? I've got a better idea. Who wants to help me make something fun and healthy instead? Me! Eating smarter is easy and delicious. Interested in receiving healthy recipes and a whole lot more in your email? Then register at healthiestweightfl.com and learn more about all the small steps that you can take on the way to living healthy. This message is sponsored by the Ounce of Prevention Fund of Florida, the Florida Department of Health, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station.
We're all on this planet together, so join Odyssey and find your one thing. Summer items like garden hoses, pool toys, and lawn chairs are not recyclable and best donated to charity. Join Odyssey, and together each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? Hey, Steve Russell here for the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. A real win-win. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. We know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Roadheaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Thanks again. Are you getting the internet speed you need? The state of Florida has launched an anonymous statewide study of broadband speeds with a free internet speed test. The results of the study will help guide investments to improve broadband speeds around our state. To take the test and measure your connection speed, visit FasterFlorida.org. That's FasterFlorida.org to take the state's official internet speed test. The following is a commercial announcement. Your local radio stations are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather, and traffic you need and the music you love. But if the foreign-owned record labels get their way, it could stop the music. They want Congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music. Don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Back to school means back to routines and, of course, back to school shopping. And while spending on outfits and supplies can be stressful, Radiant Credit Union can help you out this season. Every time you use your Radiant credit card from July 22nd through the end of August, you'll be automatically entered for a chance to win a $1,500 statement credit. Just swipe your credit card and we'll handle the rest. You have enough to do, like avoiding the PTA parents in the drop-off line. Stop by or visit radiantcu.org rewards for details. No purchase necessary. Federally insured by NCUA. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Today, warm and muggy highs in the upper 80s. A few spots might make it into the lower 90s. We'll have a mixture of clouds and some sun early with increasing cloud cover later on in the afternoon. And our sea breeze storms will continue to be active again today. They'll bubble up later on in the afternoon and generally propagate from west to east across our area. Again, local flooding will be possible. The UF Weather Center, I'm Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. I'm not sold on Tua, and I know the Miami Dolphins aren't sold on Tua, even though they want us to believe that. Every time somebody trying to get somebody else to replace you, what does that say? You know, it's going to be interesting. I don't know that it'll be Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes-like. They're not going to just put an emphasis on throwing Tyreek Hill the vertical football. He, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. We are your home for Tampa Bay Rays baseball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world 
with the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hope you enjoyed uh, all our guests today, and and I really, I think all of you know I really enjoy interviewing people. And uh, Doctor Fox has been so great and gracious; he's always come on. Scott Strickland's done that too. Um, so hope you enjoyed them. Uh, we do have time to talk a little sports uh, for the rest of our time here. I did miss um, a couple of emails for Doctor Fox, but I do want to read them. Mike said. Um, thank you, Mr. President, for leading the drive to be one of the best universities in the country. Uh, he graduated in the College of Health and Human Performance. When I tell somebody I graduated from Florida, they know it's a special accomplishment. Um, and there was a question for him. Uh, he said the university had purchased the property located at the southwest corner of 13th and University, the former location of Leonardo's. I heard that UF was going to build a music building there. Is this true? Uh, and if so, what's the time frame to erect the building? If somebody knows the answer to that, and Mike, I apologize, I did not see this. Um, and he says, disappointed to see such an important piece of property sit there like a minefield. It's ugly. My suggestion, make sure it's set back from the road with some grassy area like Mallory Hall across the street. Uh, and then BB says, uh, for Dr. Fox, thank you. And your job has certainly not been easy, but you stayed the course. Um, yeah, it, I mean, his tenure hasn't been perfect, but I don't think anybody's is perfect. William says, every time you have Scott Strickland on, there's always somebody that asks him about adding other sports. His answer is the same due to Title IX and not having a venue to add another women's sport. It can't be done due to budgetary reasons. That means you have potential sports like men's soccer, lacrosse, volleyball that can't be added because of this legislation that have a ready-made venue that could otherwise be added at a relatively low basis cost. I think Title IX is a great thing but I describe it as punitive as it relates to the reason we can't add those sports. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Well, it depends, I think, William, on the side of the street that you're on. I mean, think about the fight that women have had to go through to get equal facilities, and that's still not there, okay? So there's a reason Title IX was put into place, and... Uh, Scott was right, you don't have an equivalent in women's sports to football. And that's part of the problem. But that that's the way the legislation is. And because of that, you're not going to see any men's sports added here. It, that's just my opinion. So, I mean, I get it. Um, but if you get what Title IX is and what it was for, and the struggle, uh, you, you kind of understand. All right. Now, we'll open the phone lines here, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Let me address something um, that happened earlier in the show. Sometimes I believe a certain part of a fan base only wants to hear good things. They don't want to hear the truth or at least what somebody perceives as 
what they believe. Okay? When, when Shane, Chris Doring, others that have been stars at Florida come out and give their opinion on Florida and it isn't a flattering opinion, there are some who, are, who call them traitors and things like that, which is just the furthest thing from the truth. I mean, don't you want somebody, whoever that person is, to give you an honest assessment? Isn't that what you want? And it, and it should not matter whether or not they went to school here. If they think the defensive line isn't very good, if they think Florida is going to struggle, if they think you know Florida is this or that, well, it's it's incumbent, I think, upon them to say that. Does anybody disagree with that? Because if you do, I, I'd like to understand what the uh, the reason is that you do. They they. They are loyal to this place. They're, I mean, they both played for, and I'm just using them as an example. Um, but I, I've just never quite understood that. And maybe there's something I'm missing here. So if you have an opinion on that, let me know. And look, I think most people around here you know, error on the side of caution, if that's the way to put it. But again, you, you, you've got to, you know, and, and look, I, I've heard, you know, I just got to, it's the harshness. What, what do you mean? What, what is harsh? What, what, if I said that's a harsh statement, if I had 10 people in the room, 10 different people might give you a definition of what harsh was, right? There's, there's nothing personal about any of this i don't understand i i've never understood that but again maybe there's something you know i'm missing here uh tomorrow we are by the way if you want to go online utah's depth chart has been released florida's has not been uh hopefully it'll be released tomorrow uh, Mike is next. Mike, hi. Hey, Steve. I just wanted to kind of explain that. It's uh, with Shane, his critique of Anthony Richardson. I'm all for being honest. I'm all for saying, well, he could get better at this or that. But his take yesterday was over the top. It was he's never going to be a drop back passer. Anybody thinks he is is crazy. That's that's over the top. And this has been going on for a year and a half, Steve. He, for some reason. Every time he talks about Anthony, it's only negative. That, 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 is, only that is a false statement. The only positive thing he said was he's got a strong arm. Well, now, see, well, now you're changing your tune. You always said everything he said was negative, and then you're well, saying, oh, the only positive. Don't, Mike, don't interrupt me. Then you're saying the only positive thing. So, obviously, those two things don't match. He found it up with a but. He said a kind of a half, well, he's got a strong arm, but. Well, that's. And then he went on to criticize him more. It was the harshness of it, Steve. Go back and listen to the emotion he had in when he talks about Anthony Richardson. There's emotion that's negative. 
and, and no, I want an honest opinion, but his critique of him goes way over the top. But but when you do it, it's okay. Well, I'm one person, and uh, what when I go over the top? Yeah. Yeah, but I don't. I'm not Shane Matthews, and I'm not going to get on the University of Florida uh, broadcast. It's a lot different. No, no, it's not because. Yeah, it is. No, it isn't, Mike, because his job, his job is to call a game. Okay? Well, well, yeah, exactly. So if he sees something that Richardson, let's not even use him. Let's just use quarterback X, okay? Uh, He didn't take his right steps or he didn't read the defense. Well, that's great. Okay. He says things like that. That's one thing. But when the guy's had one start and he says he's never going to be a good drop back passer and anybody says he is is crazy, that's when it goes over the top. You say he doesn't set his feet or he doesn't have a quick enough release. Critique it that way, but don't get personal when the guy's had one start that you know for a fact and anybody's crazy thinks he's ever going to be a good drop back passer. Well, but that's not that's not personal to him. If if I if I say to you, you'd be crazy to think that quarterback X is going to develop, right? Well, that's that's a very negative statement. Well, but and it I, might be negative, but it might be what he thinks or whoever okay. thinks. But he's 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 working for the University of Florida. There's two different ways you can say things. You well, can say the same exact thing and say it in, a, in a, a, a more positive way, or you can say it in a real harsh way. And, and that's what he's doing. He's saying it in a well, real I'll, I'll, way. I'll, I'll do this much for you, okay, because you're the only one that I'm aware of beating this drum. No I one else is. No, well, then I want to hear from those people. people don't call. Okay. Well, no, don't, well, you do. So I'm just saying if, if that's what some people think, then I want to hear from that because I don't hear that. Well, listen to the emotion in his voice. I, Mike, I was here. I, 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 I was standing next to him. I, I heard what he said. And it was too harsh. Well, that's it's your opinion that it was too harsh. When you say you're never going to be a good drop-back passer when a guy's had one start, I think that's over the top. Okay, and you have every right to think that. But he has every right to express his opinion. All right, thank you for your call, Mike. 146, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment coming up, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Paige Marquez. Tonight, Florida Gator Volleyball is playing Stanford in Gainesville. The last two games against Stanford were in 2019 and then again in 2021. The Gators lost both games and are looking to make a comeback tonight. Tune in here at 645 for live updates. In Major League Baseball, the Tampa Bay Rays are playing against the Miami Marlins tonight and tomorrow. The Rays currently lead the wild card race. Shane McClanahan and Jesus Luzardo are expected to pitch. On to tennis, two former UF players are representing in the U.S. Open. The players are Oliver Crawford and Ben Shelton. Last year, the Gators also had former players competing in the same competition. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Paige Marquez. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Folks, what do you think the number one mistake sellers make when selling their home? Well, I asked my real estate expert, Scott Caldwell, that very question. And Scott, with your home sold guaranteed realty, says the following. First of all, let me tell you about him. 
almost 20 years of experience, and he's seen everything. He's seen buyer's markets, seller's market, and now the low inventory market as well. He thinks one of the biggest mistakes sellers make is not planning ahead. For instance, when you have the luxury of time to sell, you do your research, you find out what your home is really worth. If you need to buy another home at the same time, Scott has off-market listings that never hit the MLS, and a lot of people don't know that. Scott has almost 50% of sales are with these off-market properties. And because he has over 8,000 buyers in his database, he has all the information you need to help you plan ahead and net the most money. So start planning ahead. Call Scott Caldwell today, 352-209-0000, or visit CaldwellHasTheBuyers.com. Summer is over, and that means it's time for back to school. That means it's time for Bailey's Gym Back to School Special. This week only, you can join any of our 16 area North Florida locations for absolutely zero enrollment fees on any membership. Bailey's Gym is open 24-7, and we offer group fitness, boxing, and access to the best selection of equipment and trainers in Gainesville, Florida. So work out on your own or with a friend or two. Only a few days left to take advantage of the back to school, back to the gym deal at Bailey's. Ready for your zero enrollment membership? Join Bailey's today at baileysgym.com or visit one of our locations. Everyone knows how beneficial therapy can be, but traditional therapy can be overwhelming, confusing, and inconvenient. When scheduling in-person therapy, it can be difficult to find the right therapist near you, and it can take weeks to get on their calendar. We knew there had to be a better way, and that's where BetterHelp began. I'm Danny, co-founder of BetterHelp Online Therapy. When Alana and I started BetterHelp in 2013, our mission was simple. Find a way to make professional therapy accessible, affordable, and convenient for everyone. BetterHelp works around your schedule and lifestyle. You can connect to a therapist by phone, video call, or even text message. You don't even have to turn on your camera if you don't feel comfortable. And if your therapist isn't the right fit, you can switch anytime with the click of a button because BetterHelp is designed with you in mind. See why over 2 million members have trusted BetterHelp for online therapy. Go to betterhelp.com slash you first and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash you first. 10% off your first month. Summer's over, but that joint pain is still there. Time to do something about it. Hey, it's Steve Russell. I want you to call QC Kinetics now. You've put it off long enough. It's time to get real lasting relief from chronic pain in your knees, back, shoulder, and hips. QC Kinetics can get you moving again with cutting-edge regenerative treatments. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. Regenerative medicine uses highly concentrated healing properties from your own body that restore and repair damaged joint tissue. And QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting breakthrough natural approach to eliminating joint pain. Lots of people have done this, and they're living life to the fullest, pain-free. Don't assume the old ways of dealing with joint pain are the only ways. Call QC Kinetics today for a free consultation. In Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, a totally free consultation. 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. 352-400-4550. Fall is coming up fast. That means football, the World Series, and trees. Fall is a great time to get your trees ready for winter. And Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, are standing by to help you with tree removal, trimming, pruning, and more. 30-plus years of experience means even your toughest tree, stump, or debris removal project is no match for the experts at Daughtry Tree Service. Serving Alachua County and surrounding areas. Call today for a free estimate. At Daughtry Tree Service, there is no tree too tall. We do them all. 
This August, we want you to remember to keep children safe as we return to school. Always stop for stopped school buses and obey signals from crossing guards. Remain alert and do not use your cell phone in school zones. And remember that car seats and booster seats only work if they are used correctly every time. Do your part to help keep us safe on the roadways. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. For more important safety tips, visit FLHSMV.gov. Southern Sports Today with Chuck Oliver, weekdays at 2, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is University of Florida President Kent Fox. You're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Thank you, Mr. President. BB says, Shane, one of the best quarterbacks we ever had, played in the NFL. He has football knowledge and experience beyond most of us. I want the expert opinion, not sugar-coated. Frankly, Anthony needs, needs and more than likely wants accurate assessment so he can develop his strong points and work on his weaknesses to be successful. Daryl says, I think people take football too seriously sometimes, and getting personal about it is ridiculous. Um, Daniel says, Shane tells the truth. Some people don't like it. I want the honest opinion of him and yeah he meant the uh, led lights from earlier yeah just but i didn't get the, the second one until too late okay dave is next hi dave hey steve uh i want to follow up and uh i agree with some of those comments that were just said i really appreciate shane's telling us what he thinks that's why i listen to him that's why i've listened to you since your dial score days and when i questioned coach spurrier about uh his comment about the running backs this morning, um, I, I, I was looking to see if I might get stuck by lightning. But, you know, some of us, we, we, can, we can disagree. And uh, I, I, I sort of feel like Shane has said several times things about our roster and about, about the ability of our guys. But I, I, I kind of see it differently. And I want to be really respectful because I want him to tell me what it is. And I want to close with something and get your opinion of this, is the reason I question, Shane, is, is those are the, that's the same roster and the same guys that really showed out and had better statistics than, than Alabama did against us last year. And in many games, they showed their capabilities in a big, big way. And they're the same guys that are on the big roster. So what I wanted to know from Shane this morning, and, I, and the best I got is, well, we were five and six, but he said and, and we and he said and we will see was he gets to see scrimmage i don't you i don't i guess you could but you don't or maybe you, you haven't talked about it much but he is seeing them now today and what i want to know is 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 is, is if his opinion of our roster has changed seeing them going into our first game now um, no his opinion has not changed see and that's that scares the hell out of me uh about our game and I know he, I know he wants us to win, big time, and I know you do. And uh, that, that's where I was coming from. Certainly, this fan wants to hear exactly what he thinks. He was trained by somebody who told, taught him to say what he thinks, and I want him to say what he thinks. And I am no less uh, uh, respectful or uh, disrespectful of him because he tells us what he thinks. Actually, I'm more respectful because he says exactly what he thinks. I want to make that clear. All right. Okay, Dave, appreciate your call. Thank you. Look, 
last year, you can take a look, and I, th- there's a thousand ways you can you can judge a roster, and a thousand ways you can judge a season. Okay, how many Gator players were drafted last year? Where were they drafted? That's one way. Another way, wins and losses. Sometimes, and w- what happens? Coach X leaves. Coach Y comes in with basically the same cast of characters and has a better year. Why is that? Different scheme, different philosophy, right? But I'm telling you, if, if Florida goes 7-5 and five or 6-6, six and six, it doesn't mean Billy Napier is a bad coach. But it might mean that the roster, as currently constructed, is not that talented compared to the rest of the league. If Billy Napier goes nine and three, does it mean the roster was was better than people thought? Perhaps. Maybe it also means Billy Napier, through what he's installed and what he's instilled in this program, took those guys, transformed them, and they're better. So, I mean, a lot of ways to look at it. James says, uh, respect Shane's opinion on the current status of the Gators, especially his honest evaluation of Anthony Richardson. Shane was in the league a long time and has seen what it takes to be elite. Some people can never take the orange and blue glasses off. Looking forward to Shane doing the color, having him on your show on Mondays. Yep, always do. Uh, Jeff says, I think most of the fan base is unsure and uneasy about the upcoming season. They only want, as you said, positive reinforcement for their hopes for the team. It's not wise for analysts to be homers for their schools while in a professional capacity. I think Shane was and is spot on with the assessment. The sample size is small thus far, and time will give us a more accurate assessment of AR. I know these Gator alums are pulling for much success in our team. That's the bottom line, Jeff, right? And I promise you, I promise you, if Shane is doing the broadcast and he sees something in Anthony Richardson where he's saying something like, wow, you know, his footwork is, is, is really good now. Or he seems to be reading defenses a lot better. He's going to say that. Because he, he's, Anthony Richardson or whoever it is, is playing the position he played. And that's, you know, he wants him to succeed. So there you go. I think that's the simplest way to put it. And, you know, when he starts doing it, I mean, he did a little bit last year. You got a sample size of that. He's going to tell it like it is. Lee McGriff did that. I mean, Lee maybe wasn't quite as pointed, but if Lee saw something, you know, he would, he would question it. And he, a lot of times he questioned effort. Did that a lot. Today, the effort was good by Jason because he produced not only inside the huddle, but this edition of Sports Scene. Our thanks to University of Florida Athletic Director Scott Strickland, also to outgoing University of Florida President Kent Fox for being here live in studio. Tomorrow, we're going to start talking with our pro football focus guests to talk a little college, talk a little pro. You're going to hear from uh, a Gator athlete, Gator tennis player Will Grant. Uh, or maybe it's going to be Thursday. I think we're going to do that with him. So uh, and that's uh, part of our cooperative effort with the Gator Collective. See you tomorrow on Sports Scene. I'm Steve Russell. Thank you for listening. You're tuned to ESPN 94.1.
98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville, from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. In the South, it's always college football season, and the king of college football reigns supreme all year long. Southern Sports Today proudly presents the Chuck Oliver Show. It's an inside look at everything college football. Now live from Atlanta, Georgia, it's time to talk college football with the reigning king of college football, Chuck Oliver, on Southern Sports Today. An SEC icon left a really cool tradition behind. And it continues to haunt his school as of this very moment. It is Chuck Oliver Show on a Tuesday. Where are you? Wherever you're listening, I certainly appreciate it. Dan swears we have an app. That used to just be for expensive stuff. There was some, There was a uh, company called Garmin. Maybe they still exist. I paid $299 for a GPS that I plugged into my uh, cigarette lighter in my car. All it does is this, like, there's this program thing called Waze now. It's free. does the exact same thing better, like, way better. Uh, but Dan swears we have an app, and it's free, and so people could be listening anywhere now, and it's a miracle. An SEC icon left a really cool tradition behind. Who are you talking about, Chuck? I'm talking about General Robert Nealon. And there's so much we can lay at the feet. Thank you, ghost of General Nealon. He's been gone for a while. Um, and, and I say that one of the really cool traditions he's left behind, it actually continues to haunt the University of Tennessee. When I say General Nealon, he's passed. General Nealon died 60 years ago. So he has been gone, I, I mean, for decades before any player on the current Tennessee roster was even thought of. 60 years. Well, Chuck, General Robert Nealon, I mean, my goodness, the stadium's named after him. Okay. That's not really a tradition, but it's his mark on the program. And if it's traditions or his name on the stadium, my goodness, as much as anybody in SEC culture, General Nealon is associated with Tennessee football and should be. National championship winning head coach, multiple times I'm going to say, and I think that's right. That 39 team, they lose the uh, bowl game. So national championship, SEC winning head coach, the single wing, he had the, the very last heyday of single wing football until Urban Meyer brought it back. He had it, and it was an in-your-face to everybody running the newfangled tee. But he's like, nope, I'm sticking with this. Oski, do you know what Oski is? Dan, do you know on a college football field when you're supposed to yell Oski or a football field anywhere, do you know why a player may yell Oski? Set up the wall. It's an interception. After an interception in Tennessee way back in the day, my understanding of this, I don't know, is Ryan McGee listening? He's a Tennessee grad, right? 
Yes. Paul Feinbaum, any Tennessee fan listening, I apologize if you get this wrong. But I used to coach defense. And after a turnover, that, folks, this goes back literally almost 100 years now. Oski! My understanding is that was General Nealon's dog, Oski. And I don't know what it was they would throw, but that dog would snatch it out of the air. Dan, make sure that I'm somewhere in the realm of just close. And I mean like one toe in the circle here. But my understanding is like an interception snagged out of the air, the, the call at Tennessee to, hey, turn around and block. Hey, turn around, get in front of your teammate, and lead him down the field. Oski! So there's so much. That Gen- Am I close on that, Dan? So much that General Nealon bequeathed to the program. He's part of why I like UGA as East champs this season. Man hadn't been walking among us for six decades. And he is a component, in addition to everything Kirby and the staff in Athens has done, ghost of General Robert Nealon, is a component in why I like the dogs in 2022. Chuck, how can that be possible? Glad you asked. Tennessee gets Bama from the West this season again. And that is a huge part of why I don't even see any dark horse to win the East this year. Even Tennessee, which probably would have been my choice because they play a style that on the proper Saturday, Tennessee, I think, can actually bring it home and win. On, a, on the right Saturday, I think Kentucky can be really, really closer to Georgia than most teams. And I think that's how, the, how Kentucky kind of plays it. But have a rise-up afternoon. Maybe. What do you got, Dan? All right. So there's two different things. It said that. Uh, read it, the one that's closest to what I said. Well, there's one that says that it could go back to when General Nealon was part of the military. The other one is that it's spelled out, and it's actually an acronym O-S-C-I, other side caught it. Boom! All right, nothing about his dog. Yeah, won't you re- go back and look for General Neal on the dog. Um, I really don't want to think I made that up. In fact, I, in fact, I know I wasn't, didn't make it up. I know I was told that. And then I researched and I read it somewhere, I believe. But Tennessee this year, have a rise-up afternoon. Georgia has some turnovers and you beat UGA on an individual Saturday, folks, that's sports, and there are a few teams I can give you that scenario for. That on one particular afternoon, okay, maybe enough things happen, and yes, Florida could beat Georgia. That's a great example of it. A couple of turnovers, you get rocking and rolling, you get that Jacksonville vibe sort of happening, and Anthony Richardson is looks like Secretariat in the Belmont. David, look it up. So if that's what Anthony Richardson turns into down in Jacksonville, do you know what that is? Well, that could be a Florida win. Kentucky, I guess, could win. Auburn could win. They could have that one Saturday where with turnovers and XYZ and five other things on that one Saturday, okay, yeah, Auburn could win. Tennessee would be the only team on the Georgia schedule that I would say, yeah, I think they could beat Georgia and maybe get on a run and kind of like leave whelps on everybody. Oh, yeah, they play Bama. 
the team most likely to not only beat Georgia but play that out for 11 other games? To me, it's Tennessee, and oops, because of General Nealon, they got Bama every year. Chuck, how can that be? No other team except UT could possibly play out the math for seven other conference games, in my opinion. And Bama's a loss, so it only takes one out of the remaining six SEC games for the Dogs to likely be back in Atlanta for the conference title game. That's how the math works. How is this on General Nealon? He named the Alabama-Tennessee game the third Saturday in October. I say... In 1992, no cool nickname and the conference heritage associated with it, there's a plenty good chance the ball's permanent opponent from the West would be a team other than Alabama. In fact, if I had to bet, if we could all the way back to 92 and there was no cool nickname affixed to the game because of General Neyland, it sort of became third Saturday in October. In 1928, I believe, it, it the series had an official. You have a lot of rivalry games now that have official names. Is it the Red River rivalry? Did they change that from Red River Shootout? It was because that's violence, and somebody may be inspired to shoot others because they saw the football game T-shirt. Um, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party is no longer that. But same concerns, risk management. So we have a lot of games that have names affixed to them. Do you know who really cared about marketing and labeling in 1928? Like, nobody. And General Nealon started talking about, you know, in fact, his words were, we will schedule this on the traditional date. Now, if you already had college football tradition in 1928, Bully for you, man. And General Nealon, General Nealon, who was the head coach of Tennessee in the Southern Conference in 1928, by the time the team had joined the brand new SEC in 1932, it, um, it had already become the third Saturday in October, was being scheduled specifically, like actually on that third Saturday in October as in every year sort of something. And then in either 38 or 39, folks, you had an official name for a college football series. I don't think it was called the Iron Bowl in 1939. I better not be wrong about that. Um, but it, you've had general a college football all-time iconic figure from the SEC back to a time before there was even an SEC. That guy laid the name on it. And if I could bet, all right, it's 92, we're having a meeting, there is no name on that game, all right, uh, who do we want Tennessee to play every year? Well, who have they played a bunch? If I could go back and bet Bama versus the field of possible West Division permanent opponents without that ne- Folks, I'm not kidding. The SEC, boy, do we value. We've always done it that way, even though they made a bunch of changes and have set college football on its ear with, you know, things like divisions, conference championship games, expansion, et cetera. All of that's SEC. So despite that, what I think the SEC, it was the first time I heard of it, introducing their yearly legends 
at their conference title game, and they led the way with the conference championship game, and I don't know anybody else who did it, and then everybody else is like, oh, yeah, we're going to do that too. Man, do they value the past. And so sitting around the table in 90 and 91, all right, well, who do we want the balls to play? Well, who have they played? Well, they played Alabama a bunch, and there's a cool nickname that General Nealon gave the series. Folks, that carries the day. It just does. There are times you realize this is only going one way. But in 1992, Tennessee had played Ole Miss just as often as Tennessee had played Bama. Mississippi State, not far behind that number. And I mean like by a few, by several. Same for Auburn. Tennessee got Bama because the game was really old and had an official nickname given to it by a SEC icon from a time that predates the SEC. That is part of why I really don't have any good choice to upset Georgia for the season in 2022. It goes back to General Nealon. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-477-9174. 800-477-9174. 800-477-9174. That's 800-477-9174. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms including APR are determined at the time of your application based on credit worthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. How'd you like to eliminate your expensive cable bill forever or get new satellite internet where cable can't go? Well, now you can have affordable satellite internet service for a few dollars a day. All you need is a mini satellite installed and you can have unlimited internet connections wirelessly in your home or office. And no cable boxes means unlimited connections and no clutter. You can surf the internet or stream any of your favorite television services with no cable. And the best part is, satellite internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and learn how to drop your expensive cable bill. 800-395-0342. 800-395-0342. 800-395-0342. Again, that's 800-395-0342. 